and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest new stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host, back from the dead. Back from. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I thought I thought I had like a chant, a uh, singing, and then I was like, I don't sing. I'm not good at that. I don't have a a chant or anything back clever to say. The dead. Yeah, I had COVID. Got I got it. It got me. She Ouch. got it. She got it big. Got the COVID. Um, my dog died of cancer. So, you know, pretty dark couple weeks for me. Pretty, pretty dark. I had to uh, take to literally like out loud, out of nowhere, almost just start saying like affirmations. Oh, well, just to get myself through through the days. But you know what? It actually helped. So if you're ever feeling really fucking sad and depressed and hopeless, just literally say out loud. I have a car that works yeah. <laughs> like and just start naming shit and it, it'll help for a second. Yeah, good. I th- That's a really good way of putting it. I I don't do enough gratitude, I think. I, I really don't, and I should, but I I, I I should put more things in perspective like that, and and be more grateful. And but I think every once in a while I'm just like I live in California, and that's my gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> I think my- I said that a couple times when I was just kind of in a daze. I was like, "You live in California." <laughs> that's sometimes that's all I could pull from. I, I was in Oklahoma recently and, and there's this thing where if you go anywhere else, people are like California or specifically LA that LA, how do you like LA? They want you to commiserate and shit on it with them. And I'm like, no, I like where I live. Like, I'm not gonna, I, what do you want me to do? Say like, it's horrible. And I've, I've chosen to live here for 12 years and plant roots. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Say it's horrible. Uh, you know, it's, it's so interesting that like, well, I could never do it. And I'm like, that's fine. I could never do your life, but I don't say that. I just have to go, well, it suits me just fine. And you know, and, and whatever their circumstance or their thing is, I'm just go, Oh, it's just, it's just not for me. And that's, I, I just leave it at that. It's like, it's just not for me because anything you say other than that, you have been shit on their thing and it's like i'm not trying to do that i'm just saying it's not for me but if you know anything positive you might say about your circumstance at that point you're you've somehow shit on their territory and you're like i'm not trying to do all that it's just very interesting that dynamic yeah they hate us because they ain't us you know what's up (laughs) yeah they're like give me some of that give and newsome for governor you know what i mean (laughs) take it they just want that Gavin Newsom governor. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's just wild, man. It's just wild. Ah. Yeah. Welcome to Vampire. <laughs> Welcome to Blah Blah. Welcome to Trancy Trancy. Yeah. Oh my God. I, you know, it's so interesting. I learned, I, I read a thread, a really interesting thread about how, uh, you know, vampires have existed for uh, the myth of vampires have existed for thousands and thousands of years throughout multiple cultures, but the like trans, like the Transylvania style, like the, the Dracula style vampire 
like that we know for the last like 150-ish years is uses like a lot of anti-Semitic stereotypes and tropes and things oh. and that yeah like it's like Oops. it was yeah like it it was like very like this is the, the like this was like a really big anti-semitic thing and it's like here's how you can write vampires without being like playing on anti-semitic tropes and stuff like that and and here's how you know vampires existed for all these years and it was like real chill everybody had them and then it was like and here's how it was a specific attack <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. Yikes. Yeah. 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 And like I always say, it's like, well, when you know better, you do better, you know? So So you're saying that we just, we need to apologize for (laughs) what we just did? No, uh, no, I think we're, I think the accent is okay. I think making fun of that accent's fine. It's just like a lot of the the imagery and the the stereotypes uh, and things like that were more uh, like attacking like Jewish stereotypes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just interesting. I didn't know, but now I do. So much art based mm-hmm. in hate. Why are you trash? Okay, I'd like to take us back to a time, a time in history. Take us back. A time and a place. So the place is Sterling, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And the time is October 3rd, 1995. Oh, geez. That's specific. And what is so significant about that date? That was the reading of the OJ Simpson murder trial verdict. And should I say the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron? Oh, God. What's his name? Oh, my God. Who cares? We all know. Uh, 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 we should we should frame it around the victims oh my god um uh oh living no that's an actor no um oh my god this is terrible uh uh oh my god why would you remember this this happened in the 90s i know ron goldman oh my god because we should we should we should we should frame it around the victims that's what we should do when when murder we should say that this murder not the all right pc anyway, police any, well, i'm just trying to do it i'm trying to know better i'm trying to do better because i know better anyway the, i'm taking us back to 1995 october 3rd now i watched so much i was in like third grade i watched so much of that fucking trial like an ungodly amount of that trial because it was televised uh-huh and it's like that's weird like you should not have watched that much of a murder trial in mm-hmm. the third grade mm-hmm. but what what specifically is trashy is my third grade classroom we had the tvs on the carts yeah the av carts yeah and if you don't know what i'm talking about it was you're old hello fish <laughs> you're, 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 you're i'm sorry you're you young know. excuse me you're very young they would have very tall carts with a tv on the top row of a cart and they would row it down to your classroom and then plug it in. And this is how you would watch something in your classroom. And this TV is a like a, a cool 75 pounds. <laughs> if it's not 100. It's just a thick square of a television. A square, but also a circle. Because the, because <laughs> the screen is curved. And then there's also like, it's got this big fat ass in the back. <laughs> it's got a fat ass back. Like imagine like an anvil, like a cartoon anvil. <laughs> it's 
That's what we used for TV. TVs were not these slim, flat things. No, no, they weren't. And I, my, my teacher was like, we're going to watch the reading of the verdict live. She wanted a group of third graders pause their education to watch a murder trial verdict live. And I had, I didn't know how trial, you know, I had to pee and I didn't know if I had time to pee. And I was sitting there crossing my legs, holding it, squirming. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't know that there would be all this like fanfare and the re, you know, all this stuff. And so I'm sitting there squirming, sweating. And I was like, I'm about to pee my pants to hear this verdict. And she finally was like, Erica, you have like 10 minutes of all this circumstance. Like you have time. And I, I never, I never ran in the hallway, but when I tell you, I sprinted to the bathroom and sprint, I was like, I'll risk getting a detention for running. I ran to the bathroom. I ran back. So I didn't miss the reading of the verdict. And then, you know, what happened happened, but I, I just can't believe how, I mean, how invested we all were, but that my third grade, third grade, nine years old, 19 years old, nine years old classroom was allowed to watch this live. (laughs) And this was like an, like a public school. (laughs) Like we weren't in murder school. (laughs) Sure. You didn't go like, to murder school until later. Not until later. That was state funded education that we wheeled the TV down, the AV TV, plugged her in and we're like, we're going to watch the verdict live. And, and then the classroom, all, you know, we all had our who guilty, innocent, like we had <clears throat> theories, like we were put into to camps, like, of course, you know, who thought this, who thought <laughs> that. I, I remember being like, well, he's guilty, but they just don't have the evidence to convict him. And it's like, the fuck, like you're nine. Like you should, you should think about like Jack's on the playground and like T-ball at that. You know what I mean? I such tra- like, that's such a weird thing that shaped so much of me, I think. And like the nineties were fast and loose brother. Fast and loose. And then they, all we we all grew up and everyone fucking hates us so yeah yeah. but whose fault is that you know yeah and and why why are you trash my dear well as i mentioned we had covid my partner and i my fiance and i Mm -hmm. and um our dog died of cancer Mm -hmm. Um, all in the same time tell you what cancer moves fast in a dog or in Mm -hmm. people it's crazy Mm -hmm. so prior to all of this news and happenings we were going to have a little bit of a birthday party here for my fiance as you know and uh we he got we got him a, a kegerator for his birthday which if you don't know what that is it's a it's a fridge that has like draft taps on the top so we can serve draft beer in this house in this house we serve draft beer Call it excessive, call it what you want. But as you heard from America, the 90s were fast and loose. So we're just doing what we can to make ourselves happy. And so we were like, okay, well, let's, you know, like he likes to brew beer. Like let's brew a birthday beer and for this party that we're going to throw. And because, you know, it's a party. There'll be at least like 12 or 15 people here. Like let's make, we'll make a beer, whatever. COVID, dog, party canceled. Mm -hmm. but 
guess what still what all five gallons still found their way to get drank by <laughs> not 15 people but two <laughs> for perspective five gallon keg of beer how many beers hold on sorry i should have had this number ready it's at least like like six beers total right <laughs> so uh, a five gallon keg which is what we made five gallons equates to 53 12 ounce beers my god um or 40 16 ounce so we yeah uh we drank about 25 beers each over the course of about a week and a half we're drinking every night and uh yeah i was like wow look at us look at look at our frat house we can we couldn't even keep the keg long enough for anyone to try it after we recovered from covid <laughs> oh well it was good and you know it felt it really felt like the beginning of days of covid where you know you were like oh. should i drink at 11 right Right. What's, what's going to stop me? Are you going to fucking say something? I didn't think so. <laughs> um, and I always used to say like, oh, if I get COVID, I'm going to eat really, really healthy because I won't be able to taste. Well, spoiler alert, since I got it so late in, li- in, in life, in the pandemic, you know, I was still able to taste and smell the whole time. So I didn't eat fucking healthy. I drank over 25 beers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I had to brew another beer and it's not ready yet. So there's no more yeah. beer in this house for a little while, which is, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, we're just crazy, but not, not as wild and kooky as the guy in our first story. That's true. Um, they wanted to give a, a loving tribute to their papa. Um, the, the gentleman in our first story. According to uh, aunews.yahoo.com, a hidden message on dad's gravestone causes stir at the cemetery. In a loving tribute to their papa, one family has let their dad have an eternal last laugh. So his tombstone reads, forever in our hearts until we meet again, cherished memories known as our son, brother, father, papa, uncle, friend, and cousin. Sounds normal, except, you know, a lot of weird periods. I, I, read, it, I read it perfectly. That's, those periods were all on purpose. But the sweet poem has been revealed to have a double meaning, and when read as an acrostic, whereby the first little letter of each line spells out a word, in Steve Owen's case, it reads, fuck off. <laughs> Yep, it's all listed up and down, and it just says, fuck off. Pretty funny. And apparently this guy, apparently he would have liked this. Yeah. His family. Yeah. I mean, uh, let the man play. Like, what? Uh, how many people are going to read it in the acrostic manner? You know what I mean? Totally. I don't know if I would have. Like, I had to go through it a couple times before I even understood what i was looking at yeah had had the headline not been there i don't think i would have caught it i wouldn't have gone oh this is that like yeah i would have been like man i don't understand poetry but yeah his family's like it's really nobody's business and if you don't like it walk away 
Yeah. I mean, and also like graveyards, like how you're only going to really notice it if you're like, have someone buried like right next to it. Right. Right. I think it's kind of cute. Have you ever thought about what your headstone would say? I mean, I have a feeling you want to be cremated. I know I do, but let's say that we weren't, let's say that Mm -hmm. cremating becomes illegal because of global warming or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they uh, decide to bury us against our will. I'm sorry. I'm speaking for you. Did you want to be cremated? I, I want to be one of those uh, trees. I want to become like one of those uh, make me a tree things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would, you like, what would you like the the placard outside of your tree to say? I was here for a good time, not a long time. Although I, I do want to live for, a, I, I will live for a very long time. I'm working on it. I take a vitamin C pill every day. And you, you wanted to say everything you just said. I was here for a no. good time, not a long time. Although I will... I am trying to <laughs> a long time. I take a vitamin C. Every day. No, that, that sounds like you've seen those, those cakes that where they're like, yeah, quoting and they're like, they say way too much. They say the whole thing. Um, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Talk to text dictation. And you're like, that's, yeah. I wanted the cake to say the first three words, not the talk to text always in my heart. What are you doing? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Cake. always in my heart what are you doing you fucking yeah no 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 i you know i haven't really thought too too much about it i think you nailed it i think you yeah got it. yeah I, I was here for a good time not a long time although um, i am trying to live a very long time <laughs> i do take a vitamin c pill every day i only take a vitamin c pill every day so yeah. uh cracks knuckles in health <laughs> And I think, I think, I know people make fun of me, but I do think that there is some type of preservation in these monster energy drinks that I, I drink. I drink this, the sugar-free ones and that's the trick, but I think we're going to find out like the terrine and all the, the chemicals in these monster energy drinks are just like living in balming fl- uh, fluid. Yeah. They're <laughs> cryogenically freezing you from the inside. Yes. They're <laughs> keeping me alive. Anyway, I, yeah, that's what they're going to be like. How did Erica live so long? And they're like, oh, it was the monster. And I'm just like a scientific experiment walking amongst us. Hey, you think that they really froze Disney, Walt Disney? (sighs) I wouldn't put it past his like egotistical Nazi sympathizing union busting ass to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but what if they did it, like, when are they going to unfreeze him? Oh, I don't think they, they, I don't think they did it well. Like, I don't think they had the technology. Like, they probably just literally, you know what I mean? They didn't have the technology to do it well enough. And so they're just like, oh shit, we just made a popsicle out of him. They didn't do it right to defrost him, you know, like, like those have you seen those frogs that they're like oh this frog's been frozen for 20,000 years and then we brought it back to life for eight seconds and you're like oh shit I don't think that's what we can do to Walt but that's real people have brought frogs back I maybe I'm making that up hold on frozen frogs alive question (laughs) this is so stupid a partially frozen frog will stop breathing breathing and its heart will stop beating it will appear quite dead hmm. i'm gonna say that this is not real um surely if they figured out how to freeze people by now we would have known right i feel like it's something only the uber rich know 
like the uber uber rich have you know and like we won't know about it until it becomes like available at like costco sure like on a membership basis you know yeah yeah i think that's oh they offer freezing now really oh yeah really but just like you have to be a member though yeah and you also have to like really hope that they don't go out of business when it's time to be unfrozen where you're going to open up into a vast wasteland yeah scariness speaking of vast wasteland of scariness let's talk about a florida man story (laughs) okay (laughs) from wsvn.com florida man dressed as a cow among several arrested in drug house bust several people were arrested in a drug house in florida including a suspect who was taken into jail in a one-piece cow suit dress for the job you want mm-hmm. i've always said that i've always said that yep yeah yep yeah. <laughs> so the okajibi county sheriff's office made the announcement on friday via a facebook post Ugh, of course and you know they made a fucking joke you know they made a fucking pun they're probably like he was moving on he said the residents who want to deal drugs in their county should consider moving these fucking these fucking guys with as much money as uh, they get in taxes you think that they would hire better joke writers i mean can we can i be a copywriter for for the police is that a service i can i don't think we should do it yeah yeah i don't, yeah. I don't think that's a nice <laughs> oh they were yeah they had ammunition they had drugs and drugs paraphernalia that's what always gets me is like anything can be drug paraphernalia if you try hard enough you know what i mean like if you have an imagination anything can be drug paraphernalia you know that's Um, very deep yeah yeah it's it's like how 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 hard do you want to try yeah he was in a one-piece cow suit and a pink hat. He supports the women's march, you know? <laughs> Just had his little <laughs> pussy hat on. <laughs> pussy hats are drug paraphernalia. <laughs> they might be considered that someday. Probably so. Yeah. Five years when you and I can't even open checking accounts. You know, women <laughs> couldn't have credit cards in their own names until 1974. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so talk to me about equality. Anyway, so um, the guy in our next story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he drinks a lot of soda. <laughs> God, does he drink a lot of soda? Like it made my teeth hurt just thinking about this. Like what I'm doing with Monster Energy drinks, he's like doing the opposite of. How? Because you drink Monsters a lot. Yes, but my Monsters are sugar-free. The opposite of a lot isn't more he's drinking full sugar pepsis all right according to the newyorkpost.com i drank 30 cans of pepsi a day for 20 years at a whopping eight thousand and six hundred dollars annually and apparently this story has made erica think about herself with her monster drinks because mm-hmm. i i drink a monster every day it's my go-go juice it's it's essentially my coffee I'm going out of town next weekend to a, uh, to a music festival at a friend's house, staying at friends. And I shipped my energy drinks ahead of time to their house so that they didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to go to a store and try to find them or they didn't have to try to buy them for me. I said, no, no, 
I'll ship them to you. Andy Curry, 41, used to down 30 cans of soda a day and spent over $8,600 a year, roughly $25 a day drinking it for 20 years. That is 30 cans of soda. I understand a 32 ounce, a 44 ounce a day, but 30 cans of 12 ounce sodas a day. It's over two an hour. Oh my God. He said with the help of a hypnotist, he's finally cured. Okay, Erica. He's a nine, but he always has a Pepsi in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He estimates he's drank 219,000 cans of Pepsi, the equivalent of 7 million sugar cubes since he first started sipping in his early 20s. I've always loved the taste of a cold Pepsi. Nothing could beat it. And I just got hooked. At this point, I'm just like, dude, do heroin. Like this would be less harmful to your body. Heroin, maybe cocaine. I uh, I don't know I I don't know much about drugs I'm not very good uh, but That's I'm true. like do do drugs <laughs> like don't do this much sugar. Some may say that he already was doing drugs. Oh, 100% sugar will will kill us. He uh, said he would like when he would go to weddings and stuff that like or his wife would r- recall that uh, going to weddings and stuff everyone would be drinking like champagne and he would be drinking Pepsi. As he called it, a can of fizzy pop. And he's in the UK. Is Pepsi easy to get in the UK? Like, I know pop is like ubiquitous and like, but like Dr. Pepper is hard to find in the UK. Is is Pepsi like easy to no. find? I don't know. Here's a funny story. Uh, shout out to Ashley Reardon because it's her story. <laughs> she was in, um, in uh, Paris once with her best friend for a wedding and um, I think they got in a fight earlier <laughs> um, and do you remember when Diet Coke and Coke were doing that campaign of like share a share a Pepsi with Erica? You know, like they all had like names on the cans and stuff. Oh or yeah, with Erica. Yeah, so she wanted to order a Diet Coke, but she didn't know about that campaign, and she was in Paris, so she kept asking. She's like, "Can I have or like a Lula or a well Lula or whatever?" Because the Diet Coke camp said share a Coke with Lula, but in French, mm-hmm. and her friend who works in advertising. <laughs> didn't tell her what was going on because they were fighting (laughs) and just let her continue to embarrass herself until she finally got the Diet Coke. And then they laughed and I think they made up. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. That's, uh, I, um, I'm not very good at pronouncing certain things, uh, in English, much less coming to foreign languages. And I, on multiple occasions have said sin chupolinos but it's sin chupolines <laughs> and so like no no uh no grasshoppers please like if if i'm eating at a restaurant that serves like grasshoppers as a part of a dish or something like a oaxacan restaurant sure and my partner's just like lets me do it and he just smiles and watches me flounder and then he's like she means this and, and he'll like come in and swoop in after he's let me look like an idiot for a couple of moments and i'm like thank you you could have intervened while i was rehearsing what i was saying at the oh, table to be in on the joke he, lo- he loves it no it's fun it's a good time it's a good time speaking of a good time in restaurants and a joke 
and a joke. Let's get into the, our next article from the LATimes.com. Inside the crypto restaurant after the crypto crash. Because when bored and hungry, have you been bored and hungry in, mm-hmm. in Long Beach? I've never even I, heard of it. I've been bored and hungry. Mm-hmm. I've been to Long Beach, but I've never, never of those two overlapped i would say yeah so this is a spot in long beach who um didn't just embrace the aesthetics of crypto culture it was all in on the digital money part too so the meme references to rockets and bulls dotted the walls and bored apes those cartoon monkeys that celebrities such as paris hilton and post malone have touted as six-figure investments covered the cups and trays but customers were also offered the option to pay for their meals in cryptocurrency. The restaurant was putting its Bitcoin where its mouth was, so to speak. But uh, not even three months later, in the midst of the crypto crash, has uh, have some investors been looking for the door? I think that they so they would allow you to pay in Ethereum or ApeCoin. I think so. Yeah. Um, or or money. Well, you could also play, pay in real money. Yeah. In, in currency. Yeah. yeah. Not, not imaginaries. Smashburger was 925. Pepper season fries, 350. And eight clean cup of soda, 350. Pretty reasonable prices, especially for LA. Like, I guess, know. but they keep describing this place as like an upscale, like in and out with the quality. And it's like, I'd rather just go to in and out. I'd rather just give my money to in and out where I know that that person's making 17 plus dollars an hour and is taken care of, you know. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so they stopped, they stopped accepting crypto payments, which they claim they've done before. But, you know, the timing of the crash of crypto currency certainly seems convenient yes so both coins are down more than 60 percent since early since early april and undergoing digital double digital intertay and swings so it would be understandable for any business to be reluctant to accept them in lieu of dollars but uh yeah so basically they're like uh oh the thing that we're built on no no Uh, Money only. Yeah, we like memes now. Don't worry. It's funny, though, because they interviewed like a bunch of people here and like all of them. It seems like everyone that they interviewed was like, oh, yeah, I I just go because the food's good. I didn't. uh, I'll Google cryptocurrency. Sure. Like (laughs) they didn't even give a fuck. It just like they have good food. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) which is good. I mean, because I don't think that they would have survived if they didn't have good food because, you know, like. Most people I feel like who buy the cryptocurrency don't really like this is why I don't totally get it, but whatever. It's it's not that kind of podcast. And I certainly don't want someone to explain it to me. But like you get it and you hold on to it. Yeah, you hold, you hold you and spend it. Yeah. Well, that's what's crazy. Um it, it, I, we're not getting at all of it, but we do have a brief history of money from oh, okay. Britannica.com. So uh, the earliest form of, of anything was bartering. So like I have wheat. Can I have horse? Uh, your daughter or a horse? And it was like, sure, I'll trade you wheat for, you know, marriage or, or this horse. And then first, some of the first money, fungible money was uh, cowrie shells and other items from nature. And what's also interesting is that as soon as like hard currency was invented in any way, counterfeiting was also it was like 
was invented at the same time. They were like, oh, those fuckers selling shells, like are using shells over there to trade for horses? I could paint these shells the same color. Now we have the shells. (laughs) Counterfeiting has been around as long as money has been around. It's kind of crazy, like when they decided to make the jump from bartering, which really does make sense. You know, things are worth what they're worth. Like if you have a lot of wheat and I have a lot of daughters, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like, yeah, that, that, yeah have the the worth but yeah then all of a sudden like yeah i don't know i guess gold because you can make shit out of it i don't know well, yeah that's what so so uh coins weren't used as a metal for money was traced of to around to babylon um around 2000 bce uh, leather money was in the 6th century BCE. Uh, leather and animal hide began to be fashioned into currency. And ancient early Rome used this kind of money. Uh, paper money started in China, uh, you know, previous in this time. But the gold standard, what gold, the gold standard wasn't introduced until 1821 by Britain. Huh. Yeah. Credit cards weren't invented until 1950. Again, women didn't get credit cards in their own name until 1974 and then bitcoin was introduced in 2009 so and uh we'll see if it lasts we'll see you know what has lasted the the test of time though yes yes what has yep pass blue ribbon pbr baby it's a blue winning it's a blue winning ribbon beer you know what i mean blue winning ribbon beer fucking christ it's a <laughs> blue ribbon winning beer oh uh, we're recording early if you guys can't tell um, <laughs> according to whiskeyriff.com pbr officially unveils their 1844 pack and you're gonna need a forklift to get it home 1844 1844 pack of beer because that's the year the year the brand was founded this is kind of cool i mean like it's crazy to to get that many pops blue ribbon but they're doing this whole thing like you know to to promote themselves but like they have a sweepstake where they're giving away like a thousand eighty four or a thousand one thousand eight hundred forty four dollars every day and they're also giving away one thousand eight hundred forty four gallons of gas twice you know they're just they're they're saying hey college kids we got you <laughs> yeah uh, uh hipsters uh, we have you come back to us yeah yeah there, there was nothing like uh like a 2008 uh-huh. having a pbr in your hands i wouldn't even put a koozie on it because i wanted people to see oh, yeah. the label yeah you know PBRs didn't really come introduced to, to my life until a little bit into my twenties when like, yeah, they started showing up at like hipster bars and stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like I was more of a, you know, when it comes to cheap, cheap beers and underage drinking, I was, I was more in the Coors, Coors light family, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Rockies or silver mm-hmm. bullet, if you will, mm-hmm. there's only 250 of these, uh, 1,844 packs made. Right now, we have no idea how much they cost, but uh, hey, you know, marketing team, marketing teams at work doing doing the Lord's work. 
That's roughly 461,000 beers. What do you mean? 250 times 1844. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this next story. Ooh, when I, when I saw this story, ooh, I, I, there's nothing I love more than, than a, than a public, oh no, there's nothing I love more than that. I don't like to be a part, I don't like to be in the mix, but I like to be on the sidelines observing and, oh no, what happened? Crimes of passion. This is coming to us from the Huffington Post and from Twitter, an alleged threesome led to a 60 person brawl on a carnival cruise i mean what are the odds you get dragged on this carnival cruise which is go fuck like okay like it might be fun but it also might suck but i'm gonna go and then all of a sudden you see this big brawl break out and you're like what's happening and then they go it all started because of a threesome and you go (laughs) i love cruises This is sea law, pirate law at its best. Yes, pirate law. Uh, an hour-long fight was caught on camera by the other travelers. An hour-long fight. So it, it was a threesome. Basically, the one that was left out of the, 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 there were four, it was two couples. So that's four people. Yeah. Three of them were involved together. The one found out about that they weren't invited or that or that their partner was invited in the other twos so that's just that's four people the fact that somehow 60 people then became involved is the, the math ain't mathing but it's also <laughs> absolutely mathing because i have a guess mo- yeah the moment somebody like threw a chair everyone's like oh i've fucking been waiting for this i've been pent up at home i can't wait to get into some sea fight <laughs> I think that, okay, I'm going to just name our couples really quick, okay? And they're going to be easy names, just really, really easy to remember names, okay? Okay. So we have Joseph Chrysanthemum, Adelaide, and Lewistein, okay? Really easy names, right? (laughs) No last names for the (laughs) So Joseph and Chrysanthemum went up to Adelaide and Lewistein and said, would you guys like to swing? Mm Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely. And so they had these plans all day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then after dinner came, oh, during dinner, Adelaide said to Lewistine, are you sure you want to eat shrimp? We're going to we're gonna <laughs> go fuck these people later. And Lewistine's like, yes, I can handle it. I'm on a cruise. I'm going to eat the shrimp. Yeah, of course. Everyone's been raving about the shrimp. <laughs> so Lewistine eats the shrimp. And sure enough, you know, like he's got bubble guts like uh, 30 minutes later. And Adelaide's like, Okay, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to tell Chrysanthemum and Joseph that we don't want to fuck tonight. You need to tell them because you ate the shrimp. Yeah. And so Lewistine <laughs> goes to Chrysanthemum and Joseph or Chrysan- yeah, Chrysanthemum and Joseph's little cabin and goes, Hey, I had the shrimp tonight. I can't we can't fuck tonight, maybe tomorrow. And then they're like, Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, hey, Adelaide, hang back for a second. <laughs> So Louis Dean goes, turns around, he sees Adelaide, decides to fuck without him. And he mm-hmm. goes, oh, my God, I'm sorry I had the shrimp. This can't wait a day. And they're like, no, we've had these plans all day. I'm sorry. So then Louis Dean's like, all because of the shrimp. And then someone in the cabin over goes, hey, my wife won't fuck me either because of the shrimp. 
And then someone else goes, me neither. Me neither. And then it's a 60-person brawl versus of like the people who wanted to eat the shrimp and fucked, but they but they couldn't fuck, but it's okay because we can just fuck tomorrow. And then the people who were like, no, we've had fuck plans all day. And that's that's how this happened, I think. You've got to see this video of, of it. Like... <laughs> It, it, there's like a security guard that's just like oh, i'm not getting paid enough for 50 like one versus 57 Mm-mm. like i could take on one threesome but no, i can't get even and then somebody's just tossing plates <laughs> just like, well because plates. what else do you do if you see look if you're an innocent bystander who happens to be standing near the mm-hmm. plates and you already see 54 people fighting in front of you you're mm-hmm. not gonna just start tossing plates in the mix <laughs> why not yeah you're like chrysanthemum all these people got i was we had we had you know touched legs yeah uh, at the pool i thought maybe i thought maybe we would be invited right uh, to to a sex swing but oh that's so so funny also the security guards are like because if i if i'm correct which i think i am security guards like i'm not breaking up this fight the farts the oh the farts the shrimp farts yeah the shrimp farts of all these people fighting and farting because they weren't having sex but my favorite tweet reply and I'm, I'm getting salty it said damn that security guard must have been trained by the uvaldi police because he ain't doing shit whoa Ooh. Anyway, spicy. spicy spicy anyway that's carnival cruise for all of your cruise lines uh, it like and now I kind of want to go on a carnival cruise because I'm hoping the prices drop a little bit from this. You know, that's like how could they get any lower after COVID? <laughs> like slashing prices left and right. They're like, Carnival, we promise Chrysanthemum and her gang ain't gonna be on the next cruise. <laughs> when are they gonna just stop with the cruises? Like <laughs> they're literally just cesspools yeah. of where people end up with like stomach viruses or <laughs> just way too fucking drunk the battle moved from the fifth floor to the ship's first floor it went it it moved levels (laughs) it didn't just remain one place they said you know what this thing needs a parade (laughs) like a parade we need to travel this so fucking anyway all right speaking of so funny Cass Uh I'm about to tell you from the mirror.co.uk I'm about to tell you the world's funniest joke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But how do we, how did they get to this, that this was the world's funniest joke before? You okay. Talk? Okay. So scientists, one with a PhD analyzed a study started on a website 20 years ago to select a gag, which makes us feel superior to others. Okay. All right. Okay. So more than 1.5 million people across the world rated five randomly selected jokes out of a database of more than 40,000 jokes and ranked, and the best ranked one was this. So, so somewhat scientific. Yeah, because nothing screams humor than PhDs, science, and database. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, carry on, tell the joke. Let's see if it's fun. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Let me do it. All right. All right. So two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other hunter whips out his phone and calls the emergency line. He gasps because my friend is dead. What, what can I do? And the operator says, sir, sir, calm down. I, I can help. First, 
let's make sure he's actually dead. And there's silence. And then a gunshot is heard back on the phone. The hunter says, okay, he's dead. Now what? Okay. Cause he shot, he shot him. Like he was like, oh, he's yeah. yeah he's dead. He's yeah. Dead. I'm going to say I've heard funnier. It involved a priest, a rabbi, and a bear walking into a bar, and it gets it gets pretty dicey. Uh, it's a little racist at one point, but it it hear me out. It it really says something about our society. Uh, no, I, I don't have that joke. Um, you don't have one of those jokes. No, I don't have a priest, a rabbi, and a bear walk into a bar joke. I don't, unfortunately. Um, I've got some dad jokes. Okay, let's hear a dad joke. Yeah. I'm afraid for the calendar. Its days are numbered. Okay. Okay. I like that. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Mm, what? Sophisticated. Oh. You know, you know what one I, I like to do with kids? What? Like to say. Um, were you in the boat when the boat tipped over? What? Were you in the boat when the boat tipped over? No. No, ding dong. You were in the water. <laughs> they fucking lose it because <laughs> you call him a ding dong and they're like ah i was in the water they think you're god it's like god level shit man it's like wow anyway totally yeah hey, where, do, where do fruits go on vacation uh uh banana uh banana hand uh, i don't know where pear is bah. all right whatever all right. okay so Dr. Richard Weissman, a psychologist who led this study ahead of International Joke Day, which was on Friday, said many of the jokes submitted receiver hired received higher ratings from certain groups of people. But this one had real universal appeal. I mean, I can already see the Facebook comment of like, you know, a hunter in the woods and, you know, the, like the, the newspaper comic drawing and my mom reposting it. So I think it's funny. <laughs> See, uh, uh, have you seen the ads for that new movie where the crawdads sing? Uh, no, but I read the book. You read the book. Okay. So the author of the book, the author is basically, she's not banned, but she's been advised to never come back to uh, Zambia because her and her husband and her son were basically murdering poachers. As like as as American citizens, they like took it upon themselves to set up camp and take it upon themselves to like defend and murder poachers and like kill anyone allegedly harming this like group of of elephants and stuff like that. And the U.S. Embassy was like, "You should never come back to Zambia." Uh, there's still a, there's they've never been charged with murder but there's an open investigation on them they basically had open season on these people yeah that author basically just like she maybe she didn't but she knew about it and was a part of it and has covered up for her ex-husband and her son that were murdering people in zambia with without the permission of the government like they were just like oh we're we're Americans. We know what's best. We'll just take this upon ourselves. If I'm anyway. recalling the uh, subject matter of the book uh, correctly. That doesn't f- seem too weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> up. Anyway. 
All right. So did you, would you describe yourself as a spoiled child? Uh, it depends on who you ask. I think I had an, uh, an adequate, well cared for childhood, but I was not spoiled by okay. any means. Okay. No. Were you? Uh, yeah, probably. I, Hell yeah, yeah, I think so. Hell yeah. <laughs> At least for a while. According to the New York Post.com, the world's most spoiled toddler sucks on a solid gold binky. Whatever he likes, he gets. Uh, ooh, with a $1,200 solid gold pacifier in his mouth and an $1,100 diamond encrusted bracelet on his wrist, a one-year-old bundle of bling dream is obsessively pampered by his single unemployed mom Casey Akram who would happily walk around naked to ensure her tot has whatever he likes yeah so this this story is kind of crazy um and I almost feel like maybe like a journalist trying to take advantage of someone who's mentally ill but um you know we'll carry on this woman you know she said as soon as I had my little boy my obsession changed from how I looked to focusing on my son she's 32 and uh, she buys him, like, she says what Jareem wants, Jareem gets. And, like, she'll buy this baby, like, Gucci sneakers. Here's the thing. One-year-olds, I don't think, want Gucci sneakers. I would love to hear him pronounce Versace. Yeah. Like, yeah. I um, would love that. But he's got... Uh, a Versace chain and a lot of costly jewelry, which seems dangerous. Yeah. The choking solid, hazard. Yeah. The solid gold binky or like, but then he, that he just like chucked in the middle of town and lost. And she said she cried for three days. She's like, Oh, she spent uh $240 to have his palm red in order to learn his favorite color, mm-hmm. which shame on that palm reader. Yes. Shame on them. Yeah. Whatever he likes, he gets. And if I can't afford it, I ring his dad and get the money. I'm not working at the moment. I do all this on benefits and help with my ex-partner. She didn't want a kid, admittedly, prior to COVID, but then she became pregnant in 2020. And since then, she's lavished the boss baby with price, pricey apparel, extravagant accessories, and luxury accommodations. I, I read a tweet recently that was like, What's crazy is like some some baby just mispronounces a name and you spend the last 30 years of your life being called Peepo. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know what the Peepo in this situation and and Meemaw think. An all organic breakfast in his $363 designer bed at 6 a.m. and then a delightful screening of Peppa Pig on the TV that his mom moved from their living room into his bedroom. And then a soothing baby oil massage. You're going to break your kid. Just by the way, you're going to break your kid. He's never drunk tap water in his life. She boasted. I fired my nanny because she gave him tap water. See those two things contradict. Like she gave him tap water, but he never drunk it. Anyway. yeah she says she's happy to fulfill the boy's every wish you got to understand that like a one-year-old doesn't want anything he doesn't yeah he doesn't want that like he gets mini pedicures stylish haircuts 
Like, this is you. This is you, you want wanting. him to have yeah. these things. But she says, if I want to spend the money on my son, that's my choice. I don't care if I walk around in Primark shoes, as long as my prince has the best. Primark, I guess, being some cheap UK brand. Yeah. yeah. The last thing she spent on herself were $1.21 uh, Primark shoes for herself. Like yeah. flip-flops. Yeah. She says that she plans to baby him for the rest of his life, even when he's all grown up and has a wife. His dad always says that when he turns 18, he'll get a girlfriend and move. But I say, no, we'll have bunk beds when he's too old to share a bed with me. I always ask Dream if he gets a girlfriend when he's older and she doesn't like me. Will he kick her out? And he says, yes. When he finally gets married, his wife is going to hate me. Ooh. That's an understatement. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, ooh. So don't assume that he's going to be straight. Hey, Cass. What's up? Are you ready? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, boy. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, my God. Girl, you know what Minnesota just did? What'd they do? Minnesota just legalized edibles after a Republican didn't read the bill. Is regular pot legal? Oh, no. <laughs> just edibles. Just THC infused edibles and beverages. So uh, a key Republican state senator who co-chaired a committee that ended up passing this bill was surprised after they passed it to realize that he didn't read it close enough and yeah, legalized uh, edibles. And then he was like, oh my God, uh, can we roll that back? And all the Democrats, uh, like House Democrats and governor were like, no idiot, fuck you. Like, sorry much bad luck. Yeah, he said, that doesn't, that doesn't legalize marijuana. We didn't just do that, like on mic. <laughs> Yeah. And then the Democratic state rep said, oh, are you kidding? Of course you have. Of course you have. <laughs> no, just kidding. We'll do that next, though. OK, but no, he wasn't kidding. He could. He can't believe that he did it. Yeah. So uh, the fine print of the measure legalized THC products derived from hemp, but not from marijuana, even though they have the same effect, helping people get high. So he thought that what he was passing was something that was just regulating existing CBD products. And he thought it was like more of a technical fix, but uh, it also legalized edibles containing Delta THC, Delta 9 THC. So uh, yeah, you can't smoke pot yet in Minnesota, but you can get real fucked up on some gummies. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. so basically the board of pharmacy is initially responsible for providing the regulatory oversight and so uh, the you know they'll partner with law enforcement to make sure that there are you know childproof um handles on on um, the containers and and all these things but house file 600 legalized thc <laughs> by accident yeah they they basically said uh, <laughs> And he's just uh oh no dude did we just do that I, and then he just said i didn't read the bill on mike he admitted i didn't read the bill now if i'm running against him in the future my only campaign promise not what i'm gonna do not my accolades yeah. just i'll read the bills yeah <laughs> 
Like he couldn't even hire some lawyers to work for him to read the bills. Like that's what everybody does. They never read the bills themselves. They get oh, no, no, no. There's, a bunch there's, of lawyers there's, to and there's it. assistants that just give you summaries and you yeah. go, this is what this 40 page thing says and in two cent. Yeah. This is the summary of this. And it's like, it, 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 it literally made edibles legal for recreational use accidentally. <laughs> so funny i mean whatever like get give it the times like yeah please i don't know whatever it's if, it'll it'll all be legal soon so just yeah. this is just one step that minnesota was going to take whether they liked it or not yeah i mean if Everclear's legal <laughs> bacardi 151 is legal sure hot should be legal <laughs> um are you hoarding anything Yes. Have, have I hoarded, have I hoarded our flag means death? I don't know, but I mean, it's a good thing to hoard. Everybody seems to like it. I've only seen the first episode, but it's a little slow in the first. Yeah. My fiance was like, you need to get to the second because it starts to get very good. It gets, yeah. The first it's slow, but damn, is it great? I'm all up on pirates. Uh, Love a pirate. They it's so fun it's so goddamn fun and it just it's it's delightful and it's like there's no like home homophobia and it's just fun because you're just like oh oh those oh just oh just just bunch of bi pirates on the sea that's delightful and and (laughs) then it's like that's fun and oh that's fun there's no like racism and homophobia just everybody's you know there's still conflicts and stuff but it's like oh that doesn't exist that's really cool and it's just delightful to see and I really it's really funny it's got some great amazing acting and directing and I I there's some of the there's an actor from the pack from the pack theater in LA Chris Corbin and he has legitimately the line of the series that he improvised so brief setup, uh, basically they're trying to, uh, they have a captive and they're trying to, you know, get, get rid of him or, you know, just sell him off or something uh, as a British officer. And so the, the gentleman pirate of the series, he's like, oh, you know, here's this thing. And so Chris Corbin's character thinks that he is propositioning them to be a prostitute. And so he's like, so how does this work? Do you watch? Like, what's the deal? And he's like you know he doesn't understand at first so his little gentleman maid says like he thinks you're a prostitute and he's like ah, i'm no prostitute mate and he gets all indignant and chris corbin it, it's just like looks like a dirty raggy you know dirty ragtime pirate and he just huh, we could have made magic and it is one of the genuine funniest things i've ever seen and he fully improvised that line <laughs> take classes at the pack theater ladies and gentlemen but anyway it's just it was so fucking great and i could not believe how funny and delightful and fun it is and it's got all your favorites in it it's really it's really good yeah yeah our flag needs death on hbo max anyway what are you hoarding i'm hoarding a book i'm hoarding a book called the last thing he told me by laura dave uh, it's on Reese Witherspoon's reading list. Uh, didn't know what it was about, but I just started reading it. Well, I, I mean, I finished it now, but like, wow, shit. 
grabbed my grabbed my attention from the moment I started and it's just like a quick read and a fun little mystery novel and um you know I mean it's there's some things that feel convenient in it mm-hmm. you know give it four out of five stars but it's just nice to just read something that I was like I did not want to stop reading it like I couldn't put it down so the last thing he told me by Laura Dave. When it comes to book, Reese Witherspoon, I think, is white Oprah. Yeah. When it comes to books, like as far as book club and recommendations and stuff like that, I think Reese's is white Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's not that's not wrong. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out people that fucking return ebooks. You buy an ebook from an author, you don't return it. Like, it's not a goddamn library. Like, there was this trend on TikTok where people are like, you can return ebooks that you buy from Amazon, you know, from these authors and things like that. That costs not Amazon, but the publisher of that book so much money. And it's like shitty. If you don't like it, if you genuinely don't like it, there are some nuances for recourse, but people that are treating it like it's a library and are like, Oh, I read it. And I didn't like it in quotations. And then just returning it for a new free book. That's so shitty of you and stop doing it. Anyway, I I think that's so shitty. And it's like pay people for their work. It's not easy to like self-publish. It's not lucrative financially. And a lot of these people are like owing money to publishers like Amazon and things like that because people are returning ebooks. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's it was like somebody on TikTok was like, "Here's what you can do to skirt skirt the system." And then people are doing it and all these authors are like, "This is how much money it's costing me and now I actually owe the publisher because so many people have returned my book after reading it." stupid stupid anyway what are you throwing out i am throwing out with no proper research or proper given time at all to watch it i'm throwing out peaky blinders (laughs) okay i I watched maybe 10 to 15 minutes of what i found out from my fiance who likes the show was like the penultimate episode of the entire series. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> you didn't know the characters or the plot of the content. I knew nothing <laughs> that was going on. I didn't know anything. And apparently it was, I mean, like, this is like a funeral scene. And I'm like, who died? Why is he like that? Why is he walking away? Why are they mad? Why they do that? You did nothing. I, I don't like this show. I don't like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> watch it later. Like watch it when I'm not like when I don't want to hang out because I don't like this. <laughs> He's like, it's the series finale. Like I just want to finish it. Yeah, I don't like it. Sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> so I'm uh I'm doubling down so hard that I'm throwing it out. I mean yeah, respect. I re- I put some respect on Cassandra's name. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is a true commitment to <laughs> not giving it a chance. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm in, like, I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, fuck you, Piggy Blinders. You suck. I don't like it. I, I read, I, I was reading an article today and telling, I, I like made my partner pause the show he was watching and I was telling him about it. And I was just, but I was still reading the article to find out kind of what was happening. Like I knew I read the headline, but then I was like, Kent, this woman was, and I, but what I realized was doing is I didn't know the details. So I was still reading the article, but I was drawing it out very slow and dramatically. He was like, finish the article and then tell me the drama of it. (laughs) Don't, because I was like, can you believe she left? Zimbabwe or Zambia (laughs) you don't know what the article's about but you're trying to tell it very dramatically you haven't finished the there so there's no there there but you're reading it very slowly he's like find out what you're saying and then tell me and any cadence you want but you don't know what you're saying yet you're reading (laughs) as you're telling me I was like, accurate, very, yeah, accurate, 100% accurate. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so funny. We started watching Severance. Yeah, he, yeah, how is that? Yeah, it's, it's really good when we can get through an episode because it's very clever, creative, and makes you think. And it's very like, has like black mirror energy. And so, like, every five to 10 minutes, I'll pause it and I'll want to talk about it and be like, did you see that? Can you, can you, if you think about it, it's like this. And, and Taylor would be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'll play it. And then I'll pause it like five <laughs> minutes later. Now, isn't this crazy? <laughs> and just commenting on it yeah. the whole fucking time. So it's taking yeah. us forever to get through it. There was one episode that we watched while we ate dinner. And I was like, oh, that episode felt faster than the other ones. And it was like, because I was eating and I couldn't pause it to talk about it so much. No, I think I'm like we're just like obnoxious. Yeah, (laughs) but you know what? If you can't get enough of our obnoxiousness, you can find me on Twitter at Cass Cardenas or on uh, Instagram, still private at Mm. Cass Cardenas. Just send me a message, let me know who you are, and I'll let you follow me. And uh, you can find me on the Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Network. And what about you, Erica? You can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, or at gilly gal on twitter and i have a new fun thing i've been playing called ngl it's probably russian spyware but it's like an anonymous question get you just post it and then strangers you 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 post it and then people can send you and you you post a question or you say tell me anything or ask me you know what do you think of me what do you what do you want to know about this and then people can answer completely anonymously and i've been playing much to the detriment of my own mental health because as much as it's fun and some of it's lighthearted, every once in a while it's something like i want to see you in a bathtub of mayonnaise and i'm like oh okay and i can't figure out who said it because it's truly anonymous oh and there's a feature where you can pay ten dollars to get hints of who said it but the hint is like this was sent from an iphone 12 and i'm like it's a fuck I paid $10 to learn that. Like, go fuck yourself this app. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been super fun to, to, it makes you feel important because people are asking specific questions about you. Anyway, I, I don't want to do it. 
Yeah. I'm going to post on the Trashy Trashy Instagram account though. Oh no, it's scary. Yeah, you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Podcast on Gmail. Or I'm sorry. You can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at uh, or Trashy Trashy Podcast.com. Um, tell us why you're trash you know send us articles we love when you guys do that and tell a friend about this podcast leave us a five-star review that really helps us out and uh, we love you thank you so much for listening again sorry we took off the week last week we Mm -hmm. appreciate your patience and all your kind words that Mm -hmm. i've already gotten from people yeah that's that's that yeah and if you're my new therapist listening to this don't listen but also leave a five-star review if you're here. If you've made it this far in the podcast, well, wow. leave a five-star review if you're going to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to be here. Uh, we'll get into that next week. New <laughs> new therapist intake. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, as always, we love you, baby trash can so much. And hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.